Hello, hello, hello. This is Monica, and uh, this is Remembering the Misremembered. On April 25th, 1999, funk innovator Roger Troutman was found shot numerous times in the alley behind his music studio. Upon being discovered, he was rushed to Good Samaritan Hospital, where he was pronounced dead from his wounds. Roger was described as a spiritual man whose greatest joys in life were making music and making love. He had produced nearly as many children as he had hit records. So who would shoot and kill the seemingly fun-loving musician? The accepted answer to that question came when Roger's older brother Larry was found a few blocks away in the front seat of a black Lincoln. Larry was also dead from a gunshot to the head a supposed self-inflicted gunshot. This tragic incident was as shockingly unbelievable as what had happened in Los Angeles 15 Aprils prior. The horrific assassination of soul singer Marvin Gaye at the hands of his own father, minister and noted cross-dresser Marvin Gaye Sr. Ironically, Roger had recorded his version of Marvin's hit song, I Heard It Through the Grapevine in 1981. Roger Troutman is one of many spokes in the wheel of the Ohio sound. Many artists have started out in Ohio. The Ohio Players, the OJs, Levert, the Isley Brothers, Bobby Womack, Bootsy Collins, and many, many others. Not only was Roger's funky sound a staple of the Ohio sound, but it greatly impacted the West Coast sound. He has been sampled by many hip-hop artists. He might even be the most sampled artist. It's probably a toss-up between Roger and James Brown, himself a major influence on Roger. But Roger wasn't just someone who provided sample material. He worked directly one-on-one with people like Tupac and Dr. Dre. Roger was ahead of the curve with songs like Computer Love. For better or worse, this visionary was the forerunner for auto-tune with his innovative use of the talk box or the vocoder. The the contraption that he put in his mouth to give him that computerized sound. Now, he was born on November 29, 1951, in Hamilton, Ohio. According to Wikipedia, Roger's name at birth was James Edward Troutman, and I'm not sure if this is correct information, but if it is, he started being called Roger, or Little Roger, early in his life. And Roger is the only name appearing on his tombstone. His mother was Addie Ruth Troutman, and his father was Rufus Troutman Sr., and he was the fourth of ten kids. Roger was in love with making music from an early age, developing a knack for instruments at the age of three, so he was actually a child musical prodigy. He begged his father to buy him a guitar, but Rufus Troutman made Roger learn to play one before he got him a guitar of his own. Rufus's attitude was the same whenever Roger wanted another instrument. According to Roger, his father said, I did that so you would understand that instruments are merely a vehicle to express what's inside you. If you had just picked up one instrument, it would have limited you. Roger learned to play bass, guitar, harmonica, vibraphone, and the flute. He could play some of these instruments at the same time if he had a free hand. He was a lot like Prince. He taught his brothers and some of his neighbors to play guitar too. At just 13 years old, Roger was playing sock hops and other community functions. His father used to take him to bars and show everybody what a great talent his young son was and would challenge other musicians to compete against Roger. Roger formed a band called the Crusaders, 
which did not include Joe Sample or Wilton Felder, but did include Rick Shoney, Roy Beck, Dave Spitzmiller, and Denny Niebold. They used to play in Cincinnati clubs and even recorded a song, Busted Surfboard Seminole. Roger had been a part of other bands too with his brothers. Those bands were Little Roger and the Veils, or sometimes called Little Roger and the Fabulous Veils, and Roger and the Human Body. Roger and the Human Body released the song Freedom in 1977, and it was their first single. It featured the talk box, an instrument that distorts the voice and had actually been debuted by Peter Frampton. Stevie Wonder also used the talk box in a 1973 episode of Sesame Street. Roger, of course, took it to a new level. Bootsy Collins had become familiar with Roger and his group and promised to help them out when he got in a position to do so. Two years later, Roger and his brother signed with George Clinton's Uncle Jam Records label going by the name Zap, which was a nickname of Roger's brother Terry. This group now consisted of Roger, his brothers Larry Troutman, Lester Troutman, and Terry Zap Troutman, as well as Gregory Jackson and Bobby Glover. Many other musicians would join the group over the years. Zap debuted at the one and only Funk Music Awards. About a year later, Uncle Jam Records went out of business and Zap signed with Warner Brothers Records through Bootsy Collins' rubber band music. George Clinton, Zap, and Roger and Warner Brothers were involved in legal battles that took years to settle, and George Clinton's career suffered as a result. The self-titled debut album, Zap, gave us More Bounce to the Ounce, which was co-produced by Roger and Bootsy. More Bounce to the Ounce peaked at number two on the Billboard Soul Singles chart in 1980, and the album Zap made it onto the top 20 of Billboard's Top 200. One of my personal favorites is Do Why Diddy Blow That Thing, a top 10 R&B hit from the 1982 sophomore album Zap 2. Over a five-year span from 1980 to 1985, Zap sold several albums that achieved gold status, Zap 2, Zap 3, and the new Zap for You. At one point, Zap toured with Prince as his opening act along with Morris Day and the Time, and you know that was a fantastic show. In 1981, Roger released a solo album called The Many Facets of Roger. The album went platinum, selling more than a million copies and yielding the song So Rough, So Tough, and the number one hit R&B remake of I Heard It Through the Grapevine. It's important to note that Roger ran into health problems as a result of using the talk box. He came down with strep throat and was hospitalized a few times for other talk box related infections. He had to have it in his mouth all the time, of course, and used Listerine to keep it clean. Zap stood out easily. Roger was an incredible entertainer and he got a lot of attention as the group amassed hits like Be Alright, Dance Floor, More Bounce to the Ounce, Heartbreaker, It Doesn't Really Matter, and Computer Love, which features Charlie Wilson and Shirley Murdoch. Uncle Charlie visited Roger in the studio one day while they were touring together, and Roger, who was working on Computer Love, put him to work and had him ad-libbing and scatting in his signature style. I think Charlie's part on the song was supposed to be bigger, but the record label objected. So Charlie's role was minimized, but he's obviously still a big part of that classic tune. Roger Troutman was a great producer and worked with many artists. Roger had hired gospel singer Shirley Murdoch, who I had just mentioned, as a background singer for Zap. Roger recorded numerous tracks with Shirley and Sugarfoot of the Ohio Players. Shirley sang on a song called Girl Cut It Out, which came out as Roger featuring Shirley Murdoch. The song made it to number 79 on the R&B charts in 1985. 
Larry Troutman and the Ohio players Billy Beck wrote Shirley's signature song, As We Lay, which was a top 10 R&B hit, made it to number 23 pop, and number 21 adult contemporary, adult contemporary in 1987. Shirley Murdoch worked with Zapp and Roger numerous times and was also featured, as I said, on Computer Love and the remake of A Thin Line Between Love and Hate with H-Town and Roger for the movie of the same name starring Martin Lawrence. Michael Jackson was a big fan of Roger. Michael, of course, was always one to recognize the genius in others. He enlisted Roger's help with his Bad album. In 1987, Roger released the solo album Unlimited featuring I Wanna Be Your Man, which made it to number three on the Billboard 100 and number one on the R&B chart. Roger and his family were also about giving back to the community, setting up several businesses. Roger and his brother Larry started Troutman Enterprises a construction company focused on building low-income housing. They had a limousine service and a recording studio that was open to those wanting to learn about the music business. In 1993, Zapp released their biggest hit, Zapp and Roger, All the Greatest Hits. The album is a compilation of Zapp and Roger's hits as well as Roger's solo hits. It included an original song, Slow and Easy, which hit number 43 on Billboard's Hot 100. Released on Reprise Records, the album hit number 39 on the Billboard 200 charts and number 9 R&B. In the 1990s, Troutman Enterprises fell into bankruptcy. They owed about $400,000 in back taxes. At the same time as rap became the chief music genre, Roger was now in demand as the main artist whose grooves many rappers chose to sample. Roger's collaboration with Tupac and Dr. Dre spawned California Love, which became a West Coast anthem. For reasons that remain unclear, Roger's brother, business partner, and manager, Larry Troutman, allegedly shot Roger four times in the torso on the evening of April 24, 1999. Roger spent hours clinging to life and wasn't even discovered until about 7 the following morning. He died later on April 25th while in surgery. Larry was found several blocks away in the same car described as leaving the scene of Roger's shooting. The car had run into a tree and Larry was in the driver's seat, although some accounts claim he was actually in the passenger seat, dead from a supposed self-inflicted gunshot. It was ruled a murder-suicide. All anyone could deduce was that this was all because of a business dispute. Larry might have feared that Roger was going to replace him as his business manager, even though some sources claim that he hadn't managed him in quite some time. Or Larry wanted Roger to give him money for drugs and the clean living Roger refused. Or Roger was getting money under the table from rappers and not sharing the wealth with Larry. Or Larry was having flashbacks from his time in Vietnam. Or there may have been a third party involved with these killings, especially if Larry was really in the passenger seat. Was Larry kidnapped and framed to look like he had murdered his brother and then himself? We will never, ever know, unfortunately. It was a great tragedy for the Troutman family, for music fans, and for the state of Ohio. I think of their poor mother, Mrs. Troutman, and their children. Roger had about 12 kids, and Larry also had children. Larry and Roger, who had been very close at one point, had a joint funeral that was attended by thousands and were also buried together. Roger was just 47 when he died and Larry was only 54. There were all kinds of lawsuits involving the estate and Zapp was dropped from the record label, 
although they became a live touring band. Clearly, the death of Zapp's leader and visionary shut things down fairly quickly. And there was more tragedy to come for the Troutman family, too. Roger's son, Roger Lynch Troutman, was a musician who had been part of the band Mint Condition and worked with other artists as well. He was nine days shy of his 33rd birthday when he died on January 22, 2003, after sustaining a mysterious head injury. Roger's son, Brent Lynch, Lynch Troutman, was sentenced to 32 years for killing his girlfriend. Roger's granddaughter, a rapper named Lexi Elijah, died of an alleged drug overdose in 2020 when she was only 20 years old, or 21 years old, rather. Um, it's just a very strange and tragic thing, you know, these strange events occurring in the same family. And it really does make you wonder if uh, the Troutmans fell victim to some type of curse, because um, this is not normal. This is, you know, strange stuff. But again, Roger Troutman left us sooner than we would have liked, and he left under unspeakably tragic circumstances. But he was a major musical talent and a pioneer whose impact is still being felt 22 years after his passing. Hard to believe it's been 22 years, but time passes by really quickly, and uh, Roger really is missed. Anyway... This has been my take on the Roger Troutman story, his uh, career, and his tragic death. And um, I'm Monica. This is Remembering the Misremembered, and I shall see you soon.